Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening, everybody. This is Pastor Ted Payton with your Bible study for today, Wednesday. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you for your word. We come before you today with the heart of thanksgiving, Lord, lifting up your name. There's none like you, Father, and we just honor you in every way. We acknowledge you, and we thank you for this day. We thank you for every listener. Father, we just bless you today as we get into your word and study your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, this is Pastor Ted Payton, Grace Through Faith Worship Center. My wife, Angela, and I, we're delighted to have you. Today I am doing a Bible study, and our topic tonight, uh, we are going to talk about the presence of the Lord, uh, maybe invoking the presence of the Lord or just talking about the presence of the Lord. Uh, as I began to read and study this, it's a broad topic, I believe, and I'm just now getting started on it, but we're going to do that. Also, while you're listening, let me just give you a little information. I do have an email up on Gmail if you have a Gmail account or just write this email address down, and when you want to send a question or something like that, I may not get to it tonight, but I can see it on my computer screen while I'm here uh, doing Bible study. If you have a question about something, and that email address is, you may want to write it down, is gtfworshipcenter at gmail.com. GTF, the letters GTF, worship, W-O-R-S-H-I-P, center, C-E-N-T-E-R, at gmail.com. GTF Worship Center at gmail.com. Uh, just send uh, an email there if you have a question, and uh, we can address it. If not this time, then next time or whatever, but uh, I can see that. So we're talking about the presence of God. And as I began to just get my concordance and uh, just look up presence and of the Lord, and I found myself going all the way back to Genesis. And it's real interesting because even as I take a look at that, and we're looking at the presence of the Lord, we're looking at the Holy Spirit. The Bible talks about the triune God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we see throughout the Word of God, throughout creation, uh, where there is action, the Holy Spirit was involved. And the Bible says that in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And it goes on to say, in verse 2, that the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved over the face of the waters. Verse 2, the last part, and the Spirit of God moved over the face of the waters. We see right here with the presence of God. The Spirit of God moved over the face of the waters. And we know that as God moved over the face of the waters, he was involved, the Holy Spirit. This was the Holy Spirit in action. Because everywhere in the scripture where we find action taking place, where we find the verb, when we find the action, when we find things happening, events taking place, the Spirit of God, that is the Holy Spirit, the action agent of the triune God. And the Spirit of God moves over the face of the waters. And as we see God moving over the face of the waters, and then we begin to see that God began to speak. So when God showed up, he began to talk. 
And even when we experience the presence of God, as he show up, then God is a God of many, many words, and God is a God that will begin to talk. And he began to say in verse 3, and God said, he was present now, and God said. I believe as the triune God showed up, and when God says something, the Holy Spirit just carry it out. And God said, let there be light. And guess what? There was light. In verse 4, and God saw the light. It was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And in verse 5, it talks about what God called it. And in verse 6, it says again, and God said, let there be firmament in the midst of the waters. We see here that God is in action. His presence, when he shows up, things begin to happen. And I think that it wouldn't be too far-fetched to say that when God is present, then there should be an expectation of something taking place, of something happening. Now, as I continue to look and we go through and God did all the creation, um, the account of Adam and Eve in the garden, and we see there we're talking about another presence of God. And that's in Genesis 3 and 8. And it says this, And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Now, this is Adam and Eve. Now, this was after the fall. This was after they had been disobedient. But it did say that they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. God amongst the trees of the garden. And they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. Now, this says something about the presence of the Lord. Their expectation. It says something about the holiness of God. The holiness of God. What does it say? It says that where there is something that may not be quite right, it will try and we will try to avoid the presence of the Lord. We don't want God to show up at a time when we may not have things like they should be. Now, this is, this was their response to the presence of God because they knew that they had done something wrong. They knew that Adam knew that he had disobeyed God. And the last thing he wanted to do was for God to show up and he had disobeyed God. He had disobeyed God. His eyes were open. The last thing he wanted, that they wanted, was for God to show up. And they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. And they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. Now, when God show up, he's a holy God. You know, there's a scripture where Isaiah was saying that as he became in the presence of the Lord, or as he began to see the Lord, that the thing that happened was he began to see all of his unrighteousness. In other words, when you come into the presence of God, all of your unholiness is exposed, the presence of God. But what we find is this now. Under the old covenant, well, it may have been their idea when the Holy Spirit would come upon someone that, okay, I don't want to be here in the presence of God with him showing up and exposing me. But what we find 
in the new covenant where Jesus came and fulfilled all the things of the old covenant, the very fact that Jesus paid the price for all of sin, all of sin of mankind, that means that that price is paid. And when we accept Christ, then we qualify to receive all that he has for us, which is, first of all, being free from sin. Because when we accept Christ, then our past is is removed. It is It is cleansed. It is cleansed. Our past is cleansed. Therefore, the effect of sin and all that is taken away. So the presence of God is what we seek. Now, when we get to know God or when we accept him, to know God, to accept him, denotes a relationship. When we accept Christ, we are accepting or taking on the responsibility of a relationship. Because when you get to know God, the word know in an intimate way, when the Bible talks about um, Adam knowing Eve, meaning they conceived the child, it's an intimate relationship. So when we get to know God, it's a situation where we want to spend time with God, spend time in the presence of God. Now, let's roll this forward. How do we invoke the presence of God? Now, we talk about a relationship with God or relationship with anyone when you talk about relationships in general. The very thing that needs to take place place or that we would want to take place would to be in the presence of the person for whom we are in relationship with. God. If we're going to be in the presence of God, then how do we nurture that relationship? When we talk about prayer, going to God's presence, talk about prayer and one example that we can look at, or a person in particular that we can look at when we begin to talk about the presence of God and being in relationship with God, that person who God thought so much of that he said that he would name his son, he would call Jesus his son, the son of what? The son of David. David was a person that knew God. In an intimate way, I believe David had a, had a what you call a New Testament revelation of who God was, because David just knew God and he put his trust in the Lord. And when we talk about the presence of God and we talk about prayer, we talk about praise, we talk about worship, then the place that we can go to really hear about what is being said when we are in the presence of God or getting into the presence of God, is to go and see some of the things that David said. And that's to the Psalms. When we look at Psalms and look at some of the Psalms that David recited and began to just think about the relationship that he had with God, and one Psalm in particular that I'm thinking of is Psalm 63. And let's turn there, Psalm 63. And... Let's just look at how it's said. It's an awesome psalm. And and it goes like this. Verse 1, it says, O God, thou art my God. O God, thou art my God. 
David is talking here. You are now in your own prayer closet, and you begin to talk to the Father. Oh, God, thou art my God. And what comes next? Early will I seek thee. Early denoting that I'm going to give this relationship priority. Oh, God, my God, early will I seek thee. It's like when I wake up in the morning, I'm looking for you, Lord. Oh, God, you are an awesome God. You are so awesome that the very first thing that crossed my mind when my eyes come open in the morning time at the dawn of day, early will I seek thee. And then he goes on to say, my soul thirsts for thee. Think about being thirsty. Think about going all day and maybe all night and it's a hot summer day and you haven't been where you could get a good drink of cold, refreshing water and you're just thirsty. Now, this is just for a day. Now, just think if you've gone a couple of days without water and you're really thirsty. Oh, God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsts for thee. My soul thirsts for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Now, just imagine you being without water, but not only are you without water, but you are in a place where there is no water. And he is, and what David is, he's painting a picture of his thirst and hunger for Christ, for that relationship. David is painting this picture of how much, God, that I really desire to have you, or just how much I think of you. I thirst for thee, my flesh longest for thee, in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. To see, verse 2, to see thy power and glory so as I have seen in the sanctuary. Lord, I'm doing this and I'm coming to you this way because I want to see your glory, your presence. I want to see your glory. Lord, I'm hooked on you. I want to see your glory time and time again. I'm thirsty for you. My soul thirsts for you. I got to have you. I just need to see your power and glory. Like I've seen many, many times when we've met and come together. Lord, we've come together many times and we've had this fellowship and we've prayed and you've rested upon me. And, Father, you know what? I just enjoy our time together so much. So, look, I'm coming to you now just as I have many times in this sanctuary, in my prayer closet, in the time that we have fellowship together. I'm coming right now. Why? Because your loving kindness is better than life. Your loving kindness is better than life. It's better than life. My lips shall praise thee, the fruit of his lips. Your loving kindness is better than life. Now, what David is saying and what I'm seeing here is, David is at a place that he's saying, look, Lord, your presence is everything. It's better than anything that I've ever 
been able to come up with. And I am describing to you right now the best that I can, the best words that I can find, the best words that I can articulate before you, Lord, that this is how I see it. To see your power and glory, as I've seen many, many times, because your loving kindness is better than life itself, I'm going to lift up my voice, my lips, to praise you because I need you. I need you. Verse 4 says, Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. So many times we come before God in our own private prayer time. And we wonder, well, you know, how do I invoke the presence of God? Well, maybe if we can look at some of the examples that David is giving or some of the things that he's saying about what he did even as he came into the presence of God. What did he do? He said, I will bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. I will lift up my hand. That's a, the posture that he took. I will lift up my hand. Verse 5 goes on to say, My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. My soul will be satisfied. My soul will be satisfied. Now what is that about? My soul shall be completely satisfied in true worship and praise. As a man fully satisfied with the comforts of life, my soul will be satisfied. This is what David is saying. My soul will be satisfied, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. Not just with lips, but with joyful lips. The joy of the Lord is our strength. He says, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. So, when we want to invoke the presence of God, even as we begin to pray, these are some things that David did. And it worked for David. The Bible says that the word of God was written for our knowing, for our knowledge, for our learning. Now, if you want to learn how to invoke the presence of God, learn how to worship God, learn how to get into his presence, learn what to do once you are in his presence, well, the word of God right here is giving us a glimpse of what takes place when we're in the presence of God. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed, when I lay down at night, when I remember thee upon my bed, what would happen? And meditate on thee in the night watches. David is saying, look, I'm seeking you early, but even as I lay down at night and I remember you, I meditate on you throughout the night. Throughout the night, the night watches. Why? Because thou hast been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of thy wings, your protection, will I rejoice. God, you've been so good to me. You've been my help in times of trouble. Everything I've needed, you've been there. 
So here I am in the comfort, in the shadow of your wings, in your presence again. In your presence. And David is probably referring to the overshadowing of mercy that God gives. When you look at the mercy seat in, in, in the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the Covenant, Ark of the Covenant, where they had the Ark, and, and they had the cherubim's wings that spread in the Ark, and it over it, it overreached. When you talk about the wings, that's probably what David's referring to in the Ark of the Covenant. That's probably what he's referring to. He, in the shadow of the wings will I rejoice. We talk about going into the presence of God in the Holy of Holies. And he's just painting this picture of the wings just spread and you're just like under the protection of the wings. Because thou have been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. God, you're an awesome God. Verse 8, my soul falleth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. My soul falleth hard after thee. I mean, it's like, Lord, you know, I'm here. And I'm just not here just being comfortable in how I worship you. There's energy that I'm putting forth to lift up your name. The energy that I'm putting forth. My soul falleth close to you. That means that you have somebody that's following someone else, like Elijah and Elisha. I can imagine as Elisha would follow Elijah around, if he turned around real quick, he would probably run right over. Why? He was right on his heels. He was following after him. And David is saying, Lord, this is really how I feel about you. I'm following after you hard. Why? Because you're an awesome God. And not only that, when I am in your presence, God, this is the way I feel. This is the way you make me feel. It's like nothing else that you've experienced before. And the more you tell God about who he is, based on who he tells us that he is, and when we give back to God what he gives to us, then God is pleased. Not only is he pleased, he's motivated to do even more for us. He's motivated to pour into our lives as we are in his presence. It's just like a father and daughter relationship. The daughter's in the father's presence, and she began to tell her dad about himself and just tell him all these good things, all these positive strokes. And the father is looking at him and says, wow, you feel that way about me? Let me do this for you. Or let me just give you this. Why? Because God, we are made in the image of God. As it is in the physical, so it is in the natural, in, in the spirit. God has feelings, even as we tell God about Himself, and it's like patronizing someone, telling them all about themselves, telling them everything that they want to hear. Well, what we should do is, when we come in the presence of God, tell God everything that He wants to hear, everything that He wants to hear, and the more He hears it then the more boastful he is as we begin to pray. Another psalm and some other expression that David used, he would say, you know, he said, my soul wait upon God for my expectations is from him. Waiting on the Lord. 
waiting for the presence of the Lord, invoking his presence. And while we wait on the Lord, wait being a verb, while you wait in anticipation, then these are some of the things that we do in order to experience God, to experience his presence. And then as we begin to lift up our voice joyfully before him, as we begin to lift our hands, as we begin to command ourselves, as David did, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. That's what David did. That's what David did. And David was so into who God was and wanted to invoke the presence of God that he commanded the rest of him, the other parts of him. You know, we're made of spirit, soul, and body. And you know, you begin to speak out of the abundance of your heart. David may have been speaking from the spiritual part of his heart, his spirit being. But he was telling that flesh part of him and that mental part of him, look, you guys need to get with the program because I need what God has. I need to worship him. I need for him to rest upon me. I need what God has. So bless God, oh, my soul, and everything else that's within me. You begin to bless God. Why is that? Because I need him. I need the very presence of God. And that's what we do. That's what we should do. That's what we should do. Lift up the name of Jesus. Invoking his presence. And the more we practice the presence of God, the more we will experience the presence of God. And the reason why we can be alive in our hearts day to day and really full of the Spirit is because when we do those things that will allow us to be full of the Spirit, and what is that? Get in the presence of God. Begin to give him his word that he's put in our hearts back to him. And allow God to minister to us. And then spend a season of time in his presence. Just stop and just listen to what the Lord has to say. We can get a word from the Lord. The Lord speaks to us. It may not be audible, and then it could be. As he began to speak, then we just listen. My sheep know my voice. And just listen to what he has to say. Whether a compliment or instruction or whatever it might be, just know that God is God. And as we begin to listen to him, and he give us instruction, and then we go on from there. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And as we begin to pray before the Lord and cry out before the Lord, as we begin to spend time in his presence and worship him and get to know him in a more intimate way, allowing him to fill us, keeping us full of him. The Bible says be full of the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. And to be filled with the Spirit means that it is a continual process. Therefore, in order to be full of the Spirit, what we want to do is just go to the Word and have a steady diet of the Word, a steady diet of prayer. Pray, believe God. Prayer, 
His word. Pray, believe God. Spend time in his presence. Allow him to minister to your heart. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Why? Because we are spirit beings, and it's spirit to spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Spirit and truth. Spirit and truth. And as we practice the presence of God, then our life will be forever changed. Why? Because in his presence, as we come into the presence of God, then we become more like him. We become more like the presence of God would bring us. Why? Because when you're in somebody's presence, it changes us. The more of God we have and we spend more time in his presence. In his presence. Father, we just thank you for your word this evening. We just bless you. We thank you for every person that is listening. Even now, Lord, we thank you that we know that you are a good God all the time. And even as we come not asking for anything, Lord, but to just spend time in your presence, Lord, we thank you because you said in your word, seek ye first the kingdom. Seek my kingdom. And as you seek my kingdom, then everything you need will be added. And, Father, we thank you that as we do that, as we go into your word, as we begin to worship you, as we begin to just let you know how we feel about you and, and thank you for how you feel about us, thank you for how you first loved us. Lord, even as we do that, we know that you will just create more and more of a hunger and a thirst in our heart for you. And so, Father, for that we are grateful. We are thankful. And we bless you this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, this is Pastor Ted Payton, Grace Through Faith Worship Center, saying thank you for listening. And we will be here again next week with our Bible study from 7 to 730 so until next time, look, I want you to be blessed. And remember, if you have questions or comments, send them to gtfworshipcenter at gmail.com. gtfworshipcenter, W-O-R-S-H-I-P-C-E-N-T-E-R, at gmail.com, and we will respond to it on our next broadcast. So until that time, look, you be blessed. This is Pastor Ted Payton signing off saying good night, everybody. Bye now.